Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermip Then the people versus paper people Dundermip Then the people versus paper people Dundermip Then the people versus paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, a.k.a. the Glare Bear, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, heart surgeon, number one, steady hand. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. This is exactly what Michael Moore does, famous documenter. (laughs) He goes up to people with a camera and he's like... (laughs) Why did you do this? Why did you pollute? You are bad. You're a bad person. It's very dramatic. Oh, I can't say I was a big fan of Bowling for Columbine because I thought it was going to be a bowling movie like Kingpin. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was something else. I knew you'd have the end of that. Uh, every week, That's what she said. <laughs> every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, very excited. This week we're going to be doing a, a voicemail episode. Uh, after that we'll have a little conference room and, of course, listener-provided trivia. Um, but before we get into all that, I thought I'd just do a little check-in with you guys. Uh, we are in Portland, Oregon, and it... Portland was the hottest city in the world just <laughs> over the weekend. Over the weekend, a little, got a little balmy, fellas. Yeah, it got up to 116 degrees. Uh, yeah, it was insane. That, What'd you guys do? Well, I was. I'm fortunate that we have air conditioning at our house. Um, but I had, I still had to work. Like Monday, it was still that hot, and I still had to work in my upstairs office. And my upstairs office Ugh. is does not cool down very much. Um, no, but. Uh, we lost, we lost a lot of good plants out there this weekend. You know, we, yeah, we lost some. We had a few casualties. Our our cat, our cat Queen Walter, kept trying to get outside, and we kept having to aggressively keep her from going outside because she has no control <laughs> and she wouldn't know when to come back in. And we would probably find her, her dried corpse, uh, twenty four oh, hours God. after leaving. So it was just a sort of a two days of keeping the cat and the plants alive uh, and staying cool. Well, I am very fortunate that Sean's house has air conditioning because I went over there on Saturday. <laughs> Thanks again for having me, buddy. Of course, um, my dude. We hung out and beat the heat a little bit, and then um, 
Thankfully, uh, one of my cousins has a pool, and I was able to go to do that on Sunday. Ooh, Monday was tough because uh, it was just working, and it was just as hot. And then today, yeah. it's not nearly as hot, and it makes you wonder, like, did we dream all of that? It seems like it was forever ago. It was um, sort of like the weekend of Poison Smoke last summer. Yeah. Where we had a week of that, and then it rained, and it was gone, and it was like, what just, was that real? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I do want to say one yeah. other thing this weekend. I was up at Lewis Falls camping Saturday, Sunday uh, up in Washington and to celebrate the engagement of my friends, Amy and Joe. And I know Joe listens. So shout out. Oh, yeah. Big hey, Joe. Congrats to Amy and Joe. Putting the ring on. Uh, it was beautiful. We, congrats, had, we had a fun party and uh, got to swim in a very cold, cold river when it was very, very hot. So that was nice. Joe, I believe, made a surprise, uh, a, a little bit of uh, imprint on our show when we were doing oh, our yes. reboot or reunion yes. episode. That's we were right. camping like two years ago, and he brought us a little post note that said, hiya, buddy, with a hot dog on it. He did. So. If you go back <laughs> yeah. and listen to that, like reunion and reboot, I want to mm-hmm. say it's in the 50s, that episode, 53, 54, uh, Joe makes an appearance. So two years later, that Joe is is locked down. So congrats to him. Congratulations. So don't even think about it, ladies. Back off. <laughs> uh, well, I just, uh, on Saturday, there was a day drinking a plenty to keep cool. That was lovely. But then Sunday. Sunday locked... was cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, we just uh, locked ourselves inside and we watched a Search Party all day. Oh, uh, the show starring uh, Aaliyah Shakat from uh, Arrested Development, maybe mm. from Arrested mm-hmm. Development. Very mm-hmm. good, very good show. John Early is in that show too. John, dude, John Early is so funny. I'm, a, I love I'm an John early bird, you know. Yeah. I, I love, I love the guy. <laughs> then you got to watch it. Well, you're wise <laughs> and you have worms. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Why now did you lock yourself in? Because we have air conditioning. So you locked all your doors. I mean. It's an expression. <laughs> Got it. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to lock yourself in, man. It's okay. No one's coming to get you. Uh, uh, but yeah, actually, on Monday, then it was back to work, and we are shooting a pilot in Portland, and it was extremely hot uh, on Monday. Yeah, and, um, that was when we we had to cut short on uh, on our construction day. Everyone went home at lunch and. Um, on the movie that Ryan's working on, people had to go home uh, midday and stop shooting. So it's it was Eesh. it was wild. It's a scorcher. Eesh. Yeah. No <laughs> uh, kidding, man. Well, and I know you you've been very busy with your since you're back on set and, and whatnot right now. Um, so yeah, this week we are we are cracking open the voicemail bag because we had a lot of voicemails. I think yeah, yeah that was amazing. After our yeah. last one, we asked for a refreshment because we were running not low but like. We, we, we get a lot of voicemails that for one other reason or another we can't use. They're too long. It's something we've talked about or whatever. And we got, we got so we asked you guys in boy oh boy in May and June is just like we delivered tons. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and so we're going to be going through. We picked out some ones we like and that's what we'll be doing today. Also, I think uh, some of the voicemails that we get are just people um, talking about earworms or other things that, mm. uh, you know, just tagging on to other ideas or discussions we've had for certain topics or brainstorming ideas for an office theme to whatever. Um, mm. You know, we don't necessarily play those on the show, but we love hearing them. I always do. I get a huge yeah. kick out of everything. So uh, don't hesitate. 
uh, to yeah, call me voicemail. Yeah, we do. We do listen to them all. Like, yes, we, we we hear them all, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, it's funny because people discover our show and then they'll respond to a question we asked in like episode twelve and leave a voicemail. Um, <laughs> so those ones we don't necessarily play, but but we um, always love to get them. Yes, we we totally love hearing them. True. Yeah. Well, let's dive in. Let's jump uh, in. Let's start with this one from Drew. Hey guys, Drew from Castleberry, Florida. Thank you for your great work on the pod. I just Florida watched Drew. a deleted scene from season nine, the Target episode, and there's a storyline in it where Toby and Daryl shame the office during their low quality donations during the like a Thanksgiving canned okay. food drive. I've seen this. Yeah. For example, Philip brings scene. in some old can of water chestnuts. <laughs> yeah, Creed brings I remember in yeah. beans. <laughs> Toby then turns it around on the office and forces them all to eat that Thanksgiving meal together. <laughs> and Daryl mentions that Toby is ruthless during making this point. So my question to you guys would be, what would be some other hypothetical examples of office characters <laughs> if they were written to play out kind of the extremes of their character personalities? Mm. We've heard before mm. that Oscar was considered to be a super condescending and mean drunk. Would love to hear maybe other thoughts on characters if their extreme behaviors were written into the show. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Drew. That's, That's a great. That question. is funny. Like, yeah. like Toby is so committed to justice <laughs> and righteousness that you, he would make people do that. I That's love a good that idea, bit. though. It is, yeah. and yeah. and you know, uh, public uh, service announcement: don't uh, don't just put crappy old cans of food in. Uh, in food donations don't put it here you yeah. go sir 40 cream corns to get you through the holidays best by may 1st 1994 yeah <laughs> how did we both pick 1994 That's hey it was a good year for creamed corn that's for sure one of the best the yeah. bumper crop fine vintage yeah um, uh, but let what well, yeah what, what, but this ca- is, what no this is a great question i mean certainly there are other examples of this of you know people's personalities being revealed a little bit more in the deleted scenes or in the webisodes. I mean, yes. Kevin being a gambler comes to mind. They really take that to the extreme. What's the like? Um, the loan. The web series? That? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kevin's loan from Malone's Cones. <laughs> Tasty. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, that's blah, right. And, and Daryl helps him out. Yeah. Yeah, that's his idea to to get out of gambling debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ice cream cart, yeah, and and we we find that that's like they cut the, they've cut a lot of those in deleted scenes because yeah. they don't necessarily have to do with plot, but they do push a character's character to to a place we we don't really see. Um, it makes me think of like when Greg Daniel, the story of like Angela first performing in the pilot, and Greg Daniels just keeps coming in and goes, "Give me less, <laughs> give me less, yeah, give me less," and until she's like doing nothing, and he's like, "That's it, perfect." <laughs> and, and like I think like some of those deleted scenes can sometimes be a little cartoonish and so mm-hmm. it's always kind of clear to me why they, why they take them out but. there's some things in season 8 and 9 where this happens I feel like we see like uh, what comes to mind is like Phyllis listening to Fifty Shades of Grey at her desk mm-hmm. and audibly reacting to it like that to me feels like the extreme of like Phyllis as sort of this low key she's She's very kinky, or she's she loves all sorts of different sexy things. Um, she likes watching Bob, you know, beat people up on her behalf. Weird stuff she's into, and uh, 
I, I not to shame kinks, but to shame violence. Uh, watching Bob beat people up, I, I say no. Uh, so some of this does play out by the end of the show, but I think earlier on, this is a great question, and like, um, we get a bit of this Pam at art school, like when she walks into the classroom and she's in the wrong one. That uh, to me feels like an extreme. Yeah. That feels like an extreme of her character a little bit. Like I don't think anyone would actually do that, but Pam, the extreme Pam would. Um, yeah, I'm so yeah. Do you guys have any other? Well, are we are we talking would, would about happened? examples from the show or other ideas for when things could get extreme? Because the idea that comes to mind for me is Dwight, and it, it is of him being um, penitent or uh, having to <laughs> to make up for some wrong that he has committed. I'm thinking when he's standing in uh, with the liar sign around liar. his neck. I am thinking of the way that he would make up some wrong for Michael and just totally overdoing it and being like, "I must pay for my crime. These are yeah. the deeds that I have committed, and now I must pay my price." Yeah. No, Michael. Yeah, exactly. I must do this. I must do this. This is my this is my burden to bear. <laughs> Dwight, no, no one no one wants you to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing with Michael, although Michael already does kind of act extreme like this. The idea that they're out of ice cream so he eats mayonnaise and black olives like oh. it's it's that train of thought from Michael all the time. Yeah. Taking things to the the most absurd degree. Um like when he's trying to make fun of himself and it goes from 0 to 60 where uh, he's like, "No, we're having fun." He's talking to Jim and then mm-hmm. too far <laughs> Great idea, man. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Drew does ask for hypothetical ones. And I yeah, think yeah. to kind of cross this with a fan theory, I think they could have chosen to make Gabe the Scranton Strangler and oh. brought his character to the extreme. Now, it wouldn't have worked because it starts before he actually gets there. Mm-hmm. But I think they could have found a way to do that. To me, that feels like an extreme of like they could have made Gabe this like very demented person and. I feel like they had that with they sort of set that with the horror movies um, and and his sort of resentment towards people in general. It seems like that could have been an extreme of Gabe. We also see him, you know, openly roofie a drink and he has that ready to go on hand, which is one of the most damning uh, well, character developments ju- in the whole show. Isn't it just some kind of medicine or something to make or sorry, what am I thinking of? I don't uh, care what it is. What, the what, fact what, that you what could, which <laughs> moment are you thinking of? When he sprays, uh, he sprays down the. Isn't that um, like allergy Robert medicine Calf- or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. My point is, I don't know what it is. The fact <laughs> is, they ask Gabe at the bar, "Could you do? Can you slip something? Do you? Can you do something?" Oh. And he's like, "I got it taken care of," and he's yeah. it's ready to go in a little spray bottle. Yeah, that's right. That's like true. the fact yeah. that he's yep. locked and loaded for that. I don't care what's in that bottle. I'm. I'm not. No thanks. <laughs> um, um, I would love to see Kelly be like hyper manipulative like and not and uh with absolutely no sympathy like um i'm i'm blanking what is andy's uh girlfriend's name in season jessica Jessica. (laughs) oh my god jessica did you fart (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) i would love i want more of that i want to see that to the extreme (laughs) i and that is how it's done I could have seen, uh, yeah, they could have had Kelly like destroy Ryan's car at some point, mm-hmm. like in the parking lot, set it on fire. Jim, how's was... that going to fix Ryan's car? I, but like, I, I but like, like I love when she's like psychologically manipulative, and it's oh, just yeah. so, it's or, so blunt. Where like I would love to see Ryan train Kelly, similar to how she's going to apply for the diversity initiative, to be like mm. a salesman or to be like you know, like to maneuver in the corporate world. And then to just have her become a shark, just like the ultimate salesperson, the ultimate manipulator. Yeah, like, yeah that <laughs> yeah. would be great. And then eventually she ditches Ryan and leaves him behind. 
I think yeah. that would be very funny. Uh, there's a lot of this with Creed. I think at some point Creed sure. could have come through a soup line. Uh, like, say The Office hosts a... <laughs> I don't know what for the, some kind of community give back thing and, a pancake and Creed, breakfast for example yeah and Creed keeps coming back through the line and then like he's got any if we could have seen where Creed lives they could have we could have seen the extreme side of Creed I'm glad they didn't but that's a hypothetical I would like a long con similar to when he sells all of the off of the computer equipment that has been running for his entire time at Dunder Mifflin where he's been he's been working uh, some scheme but yeah mm, that's but good. well we should keep moving. Well, thank yes. you so much, yeah. Drew. Uh, let's a listen great to, uh, to this voicemail from Casey. Hey, guys. This is Casey from Tampa. Uh, sadly, I think I am more Florida woman than Florida Stanley at this point <laughs> after living here for six years. Not the direction I was hoping to go. Uh, and I think this story will probably prove that. Uh, I was doing a Zoom call for work with someone I had never met, got it all set up, and I was like, get on there early, make sure everything's good, didn't expect this person to be on for another 10 or 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I had y'all's podcast playing in the background, and uh, all of a sudden look up and see that this person logged on early, like way early, <laughs> and I, of course, was not muted, and the first things that she heard before I could either mute myself or pause your podcast was, Baldy, lazy eye, sugar boots. <laughs> oh my so, god! The timing really was just about perfect there, uh, and I think actually ended up helping to just spark some conversation as I explained that that was not words being said in my apartment, <laughs> but was actually a podcast. Uh, sadly, she was not an Office fan, or I feel like Darn. that would have really helped. Instead, I just had to explain that I was listening to a podcast about a show where they do trivia about the show and that that happened to be Darn. the answer to the trivia. And she kind of looked at me you like, okay, sure. the uh, but yeah, so I thought I would love to hear for you guys, any awkward zoom moments. And then also maybe if zoom existed in the office world, uh, what do you think some of the mishaps would be or how would some of the different characters handle zoom calls? Thank you guys for what you do. Stay safe. Thanks Casey. Um, that's, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, I, I love the drop voicemail combo. That was that's a new one. Yeah, audio yeah. on audio, baby. <laughs> and what's um, and I'm playing those on the same track, so I can't strip them out. That could be a huge mistake <laughs> later. Yeah, it's it's sorry, it's, it's all Probably. good. <laughs> Let's keep it uh, I I uh, recently at work was we were going to have a Zoom with the network. And my boss was going to make a going to make a presentation, uh, basically like corporate, you know, uh, and it's kind of tense. We're just like everything's ready. The presentation is, you know, it's got all the right photos. It's precise. <laughs> um, we're just kind of in the zone. And like we just everyone starts bloop, 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 logging into the meeting. And I'm like, hey, man, do you want to do you want me to share that file in the chat? with everyone and he's just like you're muted and i was like or you're he said you're unmuted and i was like and i thought he said you're muted and i was like oh yeah i know and he's like you're you're unmuted <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it's not that embarrassing but uh at the time i was just like man after a year of zoom i still i still, still did it it's easy to slip up no it happens yeah. all the time yeah uh i've got one and this is a i use teams for work and uh Mm. For whatever, every now and then, Teams will really slow down my computer, and uh, there we had, it was a it was like a group chat where we were reviewing something, and 
I must have like it was one of those times where Teams was really slow, and I must have had my mouse over the like call. Like there's a function to just call everyone, <laughs> and because I from what I saw on my screen was just Teams went black, and then my camera light turned on. And it was like if you were watching a movie and someone was taking over somebody else's computer, that's what it would have looked like, you know, all black screen, <laughs> yeah. camera on. Right. And I was like, oh, Hello, no, like I was. Yeah. And uh, then I just kept hearing my name like Edwin, Edwin. And it was my <laughs> colleagues who were just like seeing me visibly worried on camera. Like, what did oh, I do? Oh, <laughs> my God. So you suddenly had a one way mirror. So on yeah, everyone. Computer. I was so like, you can, I, I, just sitting at the, I, everyone just sitting at their computer just like type it in email and just all of a sudden their screen just goes to a full screen of Edwin. Well, maybe not a full screen. Wide eye. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. But yeah. Uh, but uh, just, I, I, I've eventually recognized that these are the voices of my teammates. Oh, you guys could see me. And I had no, I couldn't click to leave or anything for a while. It was just a brief moment That's of amazing. horror. It was like as if my computer had been overtaken. <laughs> That's so funny. Jeez. <laughs> I've, I I think we had a similar question a while back. I already shared mm -hmm. my most embarrassing Zoom moment, but that's, oh, don't uh, share it again. Don't. I, I'll be really quickly. Uh, had a guy on who. Oh yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of his work, and we we were interviewing for a different show I work on, and uh, my video popped up, and I have the Michael Scott prison mic pillow behind me oh, in that's frame, right. that's and right. the way the sun was shining in this room, it just. His his lip is so upturned, it creates a shadow right under his nose. And uh, this guy who was, we were recording with, the first thing he said was like, do you have a Hitler pillow behind you? <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, it's a, it's a prison mic. Uh, he's an Office fan, so it was fine. But, That's a relief, uh, yeah. It's pretty embarrassing. Anyway, uh, what about characters? I, I do like this question because I could see, like, I can see... Uh, if if the office had to work remotely and it was like, you know, like Meredith and it's just the shot of her house and she just kind of stumbles in the screen door in the back, <laughs> you know, <laughs> bottle of vodka in hand or something. It's just like, I'm here, I'm here. This is an uh, employee of ours? <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of Katrina. Uh, Michael so, with, with virtual backgrounds. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. You know it. Just the silly voices and just the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean, <laughs> we, Sean, uh, describe so what good. you just did. Yeah, I just walked across the screen while r making like a rowing, miming motion. No, yes. just like you when would, Michael in the cold open when Michael stacks oh, go out of the, the warehouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he would do a lot of that. You know, it'd be a lot of that. There's coffee in the kitchen, Pam. But the uh, coffee in the warehouse is so good. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Jim and Pam would be totally boring on Zoom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Stanley uh, would uh, Stanley would he, have his camera off, and then when he would have it on, he would just, on accident he would just be doing crossword puzzles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or he'd have the crossword puzzle book propped up on the screen, so it would be covering <laughs> yeah. most of his camera. <laughs> uh, Dwight would be first to the call and last to leave every time, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> assuming he found those wires. Mm -hmm. Dwight would farms. be the admin. Yes. You know. He'd have a really, really long password to get into the meeting. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like, like Everyone like, be logging in just like, like why, why did you make the digits. password so long? <laughs> Security. Can never be too secure. Yeah. I don't trust Zuckerberg. Something <laughs> like that. I feel like Nate would raise his hand a lot 
to make comments, <laughs> yes, and they'd Nate, be like, Nate, I, this doesn't concern you, man. Like, this does not have anything to do with you. He would talk for a really long, long time muted mm-hmm. until anyone said anything, yeah. and he'd be like, I'm Nate, sorry. you're muted. <laughs> and he'd do the entire thing again. He would give things like, he would give answers like, um, the, Kelly says this, but I just wanted to return to the question about the level playing field. That is actually a zoning issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Angela would have the most entertaining because she'd have so many cats in the background. Oh, to watch. yeah. She'd have the most entertaining screen. Uh, Andy would probably have like a whole Cornell set up behind him or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've seen we see him video call on the boat and he loses the laptop off the boat. So he's not going to do well during no. the pandemic. <laughs> no. I could also see him like setting up like a news studio in his house, though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I imagine Ph- Phyllis would be doing some some raunchy stuff off camera. <laughs> I feel like Phyllis you know, would maybe, have technical difficulties, like when she's using the BlackBerry and she's like, "How do you yeah. only push one of these buttons at once?" Maybe maybe mm-hmm. Bob's down there. You know what I mean? When we're when we're <laughs> zooming on uh, on the show, there's always there's always somebody in their car. Oh like yeah, driving. <laughs> oh, that makes me so nervous, and I'm just like, I, "That's I, true." You're looking at the video and driving. That might be Meredith. That might be Meredith in the minivan. Always my yeah. car, my rules. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that's a great question. Thank Fantastic. you, Casey. Yes. Um, all right, this next one comes to us from Alex. Hey, MSPC Industrial P. Sorry, I always <laughs> have that in my head. Uh, this is Alex from oh, San Francisco. That. Love the podcast. I uh, discovered a few months back when I was getting some serious withdrawals in that in-between period after the office left Netflix, but mm. I was too stubborn to sign up for Peacock. Yeah. Don't worry, I've <laughs> signed up. Uh, my question for you guys is why you guys think that the writers didn't give us Michael's parents and Jeff as characters. Is it because the office is supposed to be his uh, sole source of family, or is it to preserve some kind of mystery and intrigue? Uh, surrounding his character. Uh, and do you guys think that we would be uh, better off with more exposition of Michael's parents, like they did in kind of the early seasons of Parks and Rec? And if so, how much would you have liked to see? And uh, what kind of story arcs would you guys have liked? Uh, thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Oh, man. Alex, what a great question. It makes me think... Uh, I'm, my, my, my mind's going a, a mile a minute. Mile an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, why didn't the writers uh, give us Michael's parents? I, uh, I I love that you bring up that to keep some of the mystery and intrigue of Michael Scott. And it it's maybe the first time I've ever realized he is mysterious. Like when Daryl's like, what happened to you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? What happened what is, to you in high school? What happened, what happened to you happened in high school? school? <laughs> well, I we mean, know that we the, don't women's know. Vo- the women's volleyball team used to throw him in the lake every mm-hmm. year. Yeah, we they call them ponies. Traumatic. They called him ponytail because he got his ponytail caught in the power drill. I mean, those okay. If those two things happened to you in high school, like you're yeah. done. Sorry, he had a ponytail, got caught in the drill, and the women's volleyball team throws him in the lake every year. Yeah, every year. Well, when Phyllis no. went to high school with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really, really, though, like, it's like you get these little hints of what Michael was like, and they don't entirely line up. And he is a little mysterious, and I think that makes... And it is mysterious, because the buttons are on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That was nice. a great poll. 
Uh, <laughs> He's got shoulder pads. Uh, I, I agree. Mike, that- you wear lady clothes. <laughs> <They're-> <laughs> Oh, I'm really going to got to hear about this. <laughs> uh, okay. But Michael's parents, though. I think it's probably for the best that we don't really see Michael's parents. We do. I agree. We only get it in phone calls. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, mom. Mom. <laughs> mom, I'm getting yeah. married. <laughs> no. She shuts it down immediately. Are you getting married? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, that, yeah. And then later when he's night out, when he's like, I, I am, Mom. I'm asking a lot of girls to dance. And yeah, then, that's uh, right. When he's talking, he's talking to his mom on the phone. I think it's better because Michael is such a singular character and such a unique character. Like we don't know where this all came from. That it's better that we don't see like a mother or father that has similar Michael Scott traits. If we did see them, I would like to see them like not really act like Michael. They like you know how we see Jim's brothers and they act kind of like Jim. Yeah, I would not yeah. want to see that from Michael's parents. No, no. I think for me, it's two things, which is one, I don't think his parents wanted to be involved in the show at all. Like yeah. if you're going into the world of it, <laughs> okay. the yeah. way we, the reactions we get from Michael's mom, the couple times we hear from her is clear. She's just like, I don't care. So I think there's an aspect of you his mom a and Jeff aren't necess- about Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they really respect Michael all that much, which is really sad to say, but I think that informs a lot of who Michael is. And in fact, Michael's, aloneness in his life is a huge driver of a lot of his motivations as a character and like everything he wants and he does is like the fact that he's alone like and uh, having really like either supportive or Mm. very present parents in his life that are that are still there and around i just it doesn't work with the writing of the show you need michael to be alone and desperate yeah well when when luke shows up he talks about how he's been kind of shut out from that side of the family because he lost him in a forest. So same sort of thing. Also alone. Um, Alex uh, from the voicemail made a good point about how the office is kind of his family. And then to tie in mm-hmm. with what you were saying, like Michael is driven to kind of make his own family in the workplace because these are people who he's with all the time all, every day. And and um, especially as the show goes, like in the later seasons, I think the idea that the office is a family is a little bit more pronounced. Um, but yeah, it definitely helps that Michael, we don't see Michael's family outside of the Walter Dunder Mifflin very much. Yeah. 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 Good question, Alex. Yeah. Great question. Uh, let's move on to Maria. Hi, this is Maria from Denver. I'm a first time, long time. I uh, love the pod. I just, I'm going to try to keep this quick. So I just had a quick, fun question for you guys. Um, so just to give you a little bit of background, my siblings and I are all really big Office fans and we all have sort of like these small things that we like to quote to each other. Um, so, for example, um, my sister and I love to say this uh, classic Meredith line where she says, um, do you want to make apple teenies and watch Sex in the City at my place? And that's just <laughs> our kind of way of asking each other to hang out now. And obviously that's it. not really what we do, um, but that just is known and established okay. to us. To mean that that's how we want to ask each other to hang out. Um, <laughs> so I was just wondering if you guys have any of those little micro moments that are uh, something that you use within your friendship or within oh. some of your other friends or whoever, just to mean 
you know, whatever, and it's just understood, just any small moment or phrase or quote from the office. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to hear you guys. Thank, thank you. Bye. Thanks, Maria. That's so funny. I love that line. Do you want to make apple teenies, apple yeah, teenies watch, and watch yeah. Sex in the City at my house? Mm-hmm. Um do you guys have any any uh, of these lines? I'm trying. I'm trying to. Think. I've got one that isn't really like that. I share with a, like a, a, a group or whatever. Maybe I can share it with you guys because mm-hmm. a lot of times when uh, we get a voicemail or an email or something that is a response to something that we talked about, you know, however long ago, like episode seventy five or whatever, and they they talk about a point that we made. In my head, I think of Kelly. Just what did I say? <laughs> that comes to my mind a yeah. lot just because you know we've done uh however many ep- hours of the of the show that it's just like man what did i say like <laughs> i have to think about it sometimes yeah. so it, it comes up quite a yeah, bit no i think within anymore. the context of our like thread you know our group text we're trying to plan the show whatever cool cool box it up is a big one oh, we say cool um yeah that yeah, just yeah means that's cool. the runaway um when us, when we're <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah, cool box it up is what you say when you say give cool. someone a gift basket, but it come but it comes addressed from somebody else. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mm-hmm. I do think it means yeah. a little more than just like, cool. Let's like when do I it. Say cool, cool box it up. That's that's a way of saying like, are, do you want to confirm that? Yes. Yeah. No. We can just say a lot of cool times it's like approved. We're doing proceed. that for sure. It's like, all right, for this week we're gonna do this. We're gonna talk about this. And we're gonna do this. And the response is cool, cool box it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, uh, with I brew beer with my buddies Matt and Colin. Shout out to Matt and Colin, friends of the pod. Uh, it's called What's the Meaningless name of the Brewing right now? now. I think we're going to stick with it. No one else oh. likes it. <laughs> but we're not a real brewery, so. <laughs> I ca- you like it? I I, I, th- I, I kind of like it. I mean, I, I tend I think towards it'll, the absurd, and I that think- feels... I think once we put it on some merch, it'll be funnier. But if you just have a hat that says meaning, then it will have meaning. Anyways, but when we're (laughs) brewing, and and you know we're always just we just make it up as we go. So anything that's like, well, should we just like turn up the temperature incrementally during the mash? And it's like we could give it a chance. It's not that much money. You know it? You <laughs> could give him a chance. It's not that much It's an money. investment club. <laughs> not much money. God, her name is Nana. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> we that's we funny. need to come up with more, I think. I think we need you know, to come up with yeah. more. I think we have more. I, The one I can think of is between my brother and I and... <laughs> It's just the shorthand for like if you're not sure about something that they said or you're doing, you'd be being like, <laughs> Your "Dentist's name is Crentist." Yeah, like, yeah. You could kind of drop that anywhere <laughs> as a way to challenge something that's said. Uh, basic, and then that just we just do that whole scene a lot. That's just sort that's of great. Where, where we always. Uh, end up. That's such a good, that's such a yeah. fun one. Thank you, uh, thank you so much, Maria. Uh, this next one comes to us from Anna. Hi guys, this is Anna calling from Seattle. Uh, long-time binger, well, since the pandemic started, and a uh, first-time caller. I just finished the Gabe episode, and that got me thinking about how the Saber takeover actually worked. Um, it doesn't really address super well, I don't think, um, but do you guys think that 
uh, Sabre bought all the branches or just under Miss Lynn Scranton. Um, and then if they bought all the branches, does every branch have their equivalent of a game? Thanks. <laughs> have a good one. Bye. That's that's a great question. I do. Uh, about that. Yeah. Thanks, Anna. Uh, I do think that they buy all the branches because Robert California closes the Buffalo branch. Or yeah, Harry Janarone comes down from Syracuse. Right. That would be my impression that they definitely yeah, take over but that's, all of it. You're right. That's like the only mention of there being other branches um, past that and, point. Yeah. Why would Gabe only be going to? Like, wouldn't Gabe be on a rotation going to all of them? I, was, I do love... I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I was really I was really drawn in by the second part of this question, which is what if every branch had their own version That's, of Gabe? Yeah. That you have six to eight <laughs> other Gabes running around. Yeah. And what that could be like. Uh-huh. Well, it's and, like Toby and uh, Keith in corporate. Kendall. Uh-huh. Kendall. Sorry. Kendall. I always do that. Good Kendall thing. at corporate. They're like kind of the same person. Reminds you catch me a of that thing of it. with Bernie and Ephraim. Really funny. Really, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. I assume, yeah, that's great if there's a Gabe. And every time Joe Bennett's back in Florida, she's got them all lined up like her Great Danes. She's got, she's <laughs> yes. got like nine Gabes <laughs> oh, just working man. in the room. And she can just send them on any task she wants. All of them in competition with each other. <laughs> the way that and Ryan... she's got them all in alternating flight patterns. Like yeah. you fly Monday, Wednesday to, to uh, Rochester. You fly Tuesdays and Fridays out to Buffalo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Albany. Yeah, just the the idea. Like, and who would that? Who could have played them? You know. Yeah. And oh man, maybe and it's no... the Silicon Valley thing. But I thought of Thomas Middleditch. That's what I was and, like, thinking. Ben yeah, Schwartz you could. And, there's or, a lot of yeah. those like. Well, that could be a whole wormhole, but I just, I just Michael imagine Sarah's one of them. Yes. Oh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Just imagine six more Gabe's. Just G- really Gabe, skinny. Though, just give me your skinniest actors. Gabe is probably the top of the Gabe's, though. Scranton is the highest performing branch. Uh, you know, he's got his desk in the lobby. They must be in the basement. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, so. Greg from Succession, if you watch Succession. Oh, we, dude. We make a oh, that's... Great, Gabe. That's... It's him. It's you know him. what they say, Sean? You can't make a Tomlin without breaking a few Gregs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love Succession. And, Edward, if you haven't seen Succession... I haven't. Let, let that line be the teaser that okay. should draw you into that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just remember that it is, a, it is a comedy. Yes. I feel like everyone's turned off by it because they think it's... It's serious, and it's like no, it's it's Arrested it not, Development, it slightly does not different. Glorify tone. the the, the <laughs> rich and famous. Yeah. I, I I have a last thing about that show. I've always <laughs> said it's it's like you said, it's always sunny, but everyone has a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, it's the same show. <laughs> that it, exactly, exactly. Yeah, they're all just vying to be number one. You wouldn't just call it "It's Always Money in Philadelphia." <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, it's perfect. right there. All yeah. right, there we go. Uh, Anna, Thank that's, you, Anna. Thank you. This one uh, next message comes to us from Shelly. Hi, I'm Shelly. I'm calling from Chico, California. I'm going to keep this brief in the hopes that it gets played on the podcast. Nice. Uh, so my favorite story arc in the whole show is the Michael Scott podcast. The Michael Scott paper company. <laughs> there you go. Part of the reason I love it is Been because there. I hate Jim and Jim gets taken down several pegs by Charles Oh, hot take. But in rewatching New Boss for the millionth time, I had an uncomfortable realization. Charles is a dick to Jim for no reason. 
So my question for you is, why do you think Charles is such a dick to Jim? I have my own theories, which I will email to you. In the meantime, I'm going to go play some soccer. I hear what? Yes. I love the podcast. Have a great day. Uh, oh, nice Shelly, that Fantastic. made my day. <laughs> Great idea, Shelly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, why is Charles such a dick to Jim? I, I mean, it's it's a good point. It feels like it comes out of nowhere, but I also feel the way that I always read it was that was that Charles Minor actually despite him losing to Michael in the end, Charles Minor is a good manager and can read people. Although we've talked about how maybe he can't because he put Kevin on the phones. but And Stanley, the productivities are. And Stanley, the productivities are. But I think that, I think that, again, the way I always interpreted it was that Charles picks up on the fact that everyone likes Jim. And then when he is first introduced to Jim, Jim's kind of like cracking jokes and, you know, dressed in a tuxedo for no reason. And I think that it's kind of a strategy to be like, no, your your time is done. Like, you don't get to just skate anymore. You don't impress me, funny boy. <laughs> <laughs> I sure wish you'd said that yeah. right off the bat. Yeah, I, That'd be great. I always imagine that there is an element of David Wallace talking up Jim to Charles before Charles goes oh, to visit the Scranton branch. Of course. Because when they go into the conference room, David Wallace, Jim, will you uh, come in? And uh, Charles stops him. Jim, he's been a disappointment. Yeah, you know that's right. Which is to, right. so there must be some sort of thing that he was expecting Jim to be. I think also <laughs> my number two is like I find that <laughs> extraordinarily <laughs> surprising. <laughs> surprising. Uh, but I mean, when you think too about how you know Charles kind of kisses up to David, it would make sense that this other high potential person that David sees, Charles maybe doesn't want to. He's um. Maybe he's a little resentful, or maybe he just doesn't want him to see him grow because Charles is trying to grow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you layer on top of that the the power of the first impression, which is Jim is wearing a tuxedo and he puts his foot in his mouth again and again and again um, about professionalism in the workplace. Uh, and uh, Charles dismisses him with a "Your name is Jim," you know. <laughs> um, I, I think I think it's probably all of that together. And then just you know, obviously we 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 see from that arc that Jim just can't do anything right. Uh, yeah. He just keeps on, uh, yeah. And for his next trip, he's going to make his career disappear. So I think it's it's those two things together. Yeah, and I think I think you're totally right about maybe he was talked up by by uh, David and and that first impression. It seems like first impressions go a long way with Charles. Obviously, he's has a good first impression of Dwight, a bad one of Jim. That tuxedo is the fork in the road that changes it all. And mm-hmm. I think. Charles, who's probably very good at his job and he's very good at being a manager. And one thing he knows that he's done over his career is like when he shows up in a new place, he needs to flex a little bit and show people his power. And, and the buy way he everyone does that lunch. Is he buys everyone lunch. So you need you need them to love you and you need them to fear them, right? You need to save someone, you need to kill someone. I forget where that comes from. Do you think he I'm wants like, them to be afraid of how much they love him? Yes, exactly. Um Interesting. But I think I think when he shows up, yeah, you do something good and you do something like I'm gonna cut Jim down in front of everyone. I'm gonna dress Jim down because Jim seems like he's skating down. He does have a system. He says, No, I do this for every branch I visit. So when he sits up in the conference room and he's there for the day. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, Shelly, so much. I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, this next one comes to us from Carrie. Hey, guys. It is Kara calling from Boone, North Carolina. I just had a thought um, that just crossed my mind, and it was when I was watching the, you know, the finale, the final show, and, you know, Michael and Holly aren't, um, you know, like, in the last part of it or anything, but I'm wondering, if you were Holly, would you want to watch the whole documentary and see all of Michael's mistakes and just all the things that he did in the I don't know, do you think that she would just avoid it all together or would kind of think it's funny or, like, maybe would have second thoughts about marrying Michael? <laughs> I know these are all fictitious <laughs> characters, but I like thinking about these uh, questions. Just interested to think of and see what you guys think of it. Um, thanks for the podcast. You guys are awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Harry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in general, I mean, I'm just thinking here, too, it's like – does anyone really want to watch a documentary <laughs> highlighting some of your partner's lowest moments? <laughs> I don't. That would be painful for for anybody. I certainly wouldn't want anyone to see the documentary of me acting, making a fool of myself. <laughs> no, no. And she has, you know, four to five seasons of material where she wasn't there. So yeah, it's like, no, I don't think she would have wanted to watch it. I think I she mean, knows Michael well enough of just like, yeah, no way. Like, I, she, plus she knows, she knows that like the whole relationship with Jan is going to be in there. She knows Carol's in there. Like she's like, no, no, thanks. Helene. Don't need to see my it. mother. Helene. <laughs> <laughs> um, Donna is in there as well. Um, mm-hmm. I do think there's a little bit of closure she could have gotten, as we've talked about, by like, cutting off the sleeve. And why are these things happening to me? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's an element of that. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess she pro- she probably wouldn't find it super endearing the first, you know, f- four seasons of Michael. I can't imagine. How that would she would be... feel about Pam's move with the letter? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Hmm. Would she be like, "I'm glad you did that, Pam," or was it like, "Screw you, Pam"? Yeah. Hmm. You, you got to think. It was a I good mean, way for Pam, Pam to do it because she didn't much. make Michael. Michael didn't. Michael never read it. Yeah, and she kept the hope alive for Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd hope she'd see it that way. I don't know. I, Holly was like, "It's it, Holly is, it says uh, it, it's a really good way to keep all the viewers interested." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 yeah, I think she would have just said politely, "No, thank you." Yeah, to they, it. yeah. Um. This begs a bigger question, though, because I, and I always love when, when like we get a voicemail question, it gets us to think about something a different way. Yeah. Which characters do you think would watch the documentary, and who do you think wants nothing to do with it, or who is in the middle? Hmm. I bet Andy's pumped to watch it, and then will oh, be yeah. disappointed by several moments. Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like Pam. I feel like Pam would want to watch. Pam would watch it, although she said it's just so difficult to watch because she sees early Pam. Yeah, I feel no. like Stanley would just be like, "Why would I want to watch it? I was there, <laughs> yeah, Stanley. It was Stanley boring has... then, and it would be boring again." <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> it was boring yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I, good. Um, Roy probably has no wants no business with the documentary. I bet Dwight would watch it as a as a path to his triumph. Mm. All of the trials and tribulations that he suffered on his he way would. to becoming the regional manager of the Scranton branch of Dr. Biff. Commemorate his ascension. Mm-hmm. He'd love it. Uh, Creed wouldn't know how to watch it. Probably would never see it. 
Kevin would watch it. I think Kevin would get a kick out of it. Creed would never watch it, but he would sell bootleg DVD copies of it. Oh, yeah. With himself on the cover. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's all inclusive. Um, uh, David Wallace is like, I never want to see it. Please. <laughs> don't send me those notes. It. Don't, <laughs> don't, send me those don't notes. let me watch that DVD. Yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> Michael would watch it on repeat. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, he'd show his kids. He'd fast uh, forward a lot. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Michael's kids would be, how old would they be now? Oh, I don't know. Uh, when did the like show? Eight or nine? Somewhere in there? Mm-hmm. Sure. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I just hadn't <laughs> thought about that. Yeah. Just, pic- uh, just picturing what it looks like. Do you guys ever think about that? Jim and Pam? All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's, everyone else would probably watch it. They'd have fun with it. Yeah. yeah I'm sure. I think so. Daryl would probably love it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yes. I would guess so. But good question. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, why don't we uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back. Michael Scott Podcast Company is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes or less. Try HelloFresh's quick and easy meals, 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and more easy options. Perfect for your busy lifestyle. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items each week, including ready-to-eat salads, sandwiches, and soups. Someone making soup? There's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs like Edwin and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I've done HelloFresh before. I will do it again. It is lovely. My partner, Anne, is a nurse. She works nights, which means a lot of nights I'm on my own for dinner. I'm a klutz in the kitchen. HelloFresh comes. I can make the whole thing and I can make a whole lunch for Anne for the next shift the next night. It's fantastic for those busy weeks. It satisfies everyone, and the meals are delicious. Enjoy a wide variety of easy, delicious options for all three meals a day, plus every snack and special treat in between within the HelloFresh market. HelloFresh's high-quality, fresh ingredients are sourced directly from growers and delivered from the farm to your front door in under a week. Contact-free, of course. Go to HelloFresh.com 14Scott and use code 14Scott for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 14Scott and use the code 14Scott for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of stressors. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have, your life is probably stressful. I know for me, seeing a therapist has been a huge help and I highly recommend it to anyone who's considering it. Unload the stress and get it out. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased about your life. Someone who isn't going to judge you or take sides on anything. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Michael Scott Podcast Company listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Scott. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Scott. All right, welcome back. Uh, This next message comes to us from Emily. 
Hey, MSDC. It's Emily from California. I was just watching the episode where Michael and Andy are going to Mexico, and I noticed again the moment where Michael thinks that he is stopping the bus by pulling the cord that you use to alert the driver that you would like to request a stop. So I was just wondering if you had any favorite moments where Michael like really thinks he did something, but he's got the entirely wrong idea. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, of course. Thanks, Emily. Of course, uh, uh, what comes to mind right away is Michael and Dwight saving the company by going to David Wallace's house mm-hmm. of course. and never encountering David Wallace. We did it! <laughs> we did it! What did we do? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, my favorite has got to be, beat it, Oscar! thinking that he's he's physically of running over 30 miles an hour beat it when Holly bites his lip or something he does does the funniest little expression at the end of that 31 when when he thinks that Holly broke up with AJ and he has the the celebration with Aaron oh yeah yeah that's a big one that's a good one Um, that one yeah I would like for you to crunch those numbers again just like that, <laughs> that, that would have some sort of effect. Crunch. Know. Yeah. Um, the the fact that he throws all the money into the fountain, or he fell into the fountain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, That's Michael truly believes in the power of wishes, so he would always be <laughs> throwing money into fountains. How about when he feeds the birds? Caw, caw, caw. Yeah, Full slices of bread. He's doing he thinks yeah. he's doing something. Yeah. It's just like the dead of winter. Yeah. <laughs> no Full slices thing. of bread just out to no one. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, the more you think about it, it's just like, it's just like everything he does. Like, I don't, I, there's so many, th- like even having the funeral for the bird, he thinks it's like, he thinks that's a real commemorative gesture. And then like, it that just ends with the fire extinguisher. Like, <laughs> on that box you know oh, yeah. it's so unre- what? hey <laughs> get someone to clean this up yeah yeah mush mush <laughs> do you think when he when he put, puts his face in the cement and mm. out front of the building like do you think they just replaced that because it's like a giant hole in right yeah, outside the of their hazard address? yes mm-hmm. the bill i'm sure the building manager was like uh billy uh, oh billy yeah of course I'm sure Billy was not okay I think he okay genuinely thought he may have adjusted people's views on gay rights when he kisses Oscar. <laughs> I did. Right. Oh, yeah. I did. Not, yes. That's We're all still one. here. We're all still here. Yeah. Everything that might, yeah, that's that's like, I mean, that's the beauty of this show is that in the doldrums of a day-to-day office in Scranton, PA, Michael thinks that he's changing the world and changing yes. lives. Yes. With every little video, with every yes. character. Yeah, uh, almost as strong as his desperation is his just absolute delusion. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a hallmark of Michael Scott. And uh, <laughs> that's a good one. All right, uh, let's move on here to thank you, Emily, for that one. Let's move on to uh, Nicholas. Hey, babe. Long time <laughs> hey. listener, first time caller. It's Nicholas from New York City. Hey, Nicholas. I want to first thank you guys for getting me through the pandemic. Um, I've listened to your series front and back. I think three, four times now. Wow. And what a treat. <laughs> oh, man. Um, my main question is, what is the longest you guys have gone without watching The Office? Um, in 2019, I set my intentions to give a, give myself a year off. Whoa. Wow. It was tough, Dang. but I made it. Uh, by going into 2021, I set new intentions to rate and review more of my favorite podcasts. 
you being one. Hey. Oh, I'd also you. like to encourage all your listeners to join Patreon. And you know what? You don't have to just join for yourself. I joined for my girlfriend. She doesn't know it yet. I'm trying to get her to also sign up. <laughs> uh, I can't thank you guys enough for everything. Be well. Dude, you know, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Nicholas. You sound fun, man. <laughs> Probably have a good time. Yeah. That's a great, you know, it's a good gift, uh, getting a Patreon membership for your significant other for a few months. Yeah. So something to consider. But yes, uh, uh, great question. Uh, and I, it's hard for me to even think about this. What's the, the longest, longest you've, you've gone, gone without watching The Office? I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if... Well, you've had the DVDs, Edwin. Like, well, yeah. But I, mean, I don't I, know. Well, when was it on Netflix? When did it show up on Netflix? A long time ago. I mean, it's it's funny how doing this podcast can give me the satisfaction of The Office, and I'll I'll watch clips for for research and things like that. And of course, we talk about it all the time. But sometimes it feels like I haven't actually just like watched it for enjoyment in a little while, um, like. I would say like, <laughs> like my the day after my wedding last year, September sixth, like we just watched a marathon like randomly on cable, and I was like, I don't watch it like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. It's it's true. Like I part of it for me was when they neft when they neft Netflix. No, when they left Netflix, uh, the my Samsung smart TV is dumb. And I can't get Peacock on. It doesn't. Oh, it's lame. not supported. I can't get the Peacock app on the Samsung Smart yeah. TV. So I'm not flopping down on the couch and like turning the office on ever. Really, I'm, yeah. I'm mainly watching it here on my work computer to to research for the show. So I would say though, longest I went without it was probably between when it went off air, uh, and then when, which was what 2014, 13, I believe, 13. Mm-hmm. Probably from then till whenever it came on to Netflix, I'd say there was a two or three year period I didn't watch it at all. Dude, I don't even know if that's true. Is that true? I think it was even on Netflix before the show stopped airing. I think it was on Netflix before the show stopped airing. Because I think Edwin and I graduated in 2012 mm-hmm. uh, from college. And I think I was already in the you didn't habit have to, I mean, of you didn't watching have to, it. You know, let him know. Were, were we watching it? Like, when we, were we watching it when we lived together, Sean? And then I, I lived with you, Edwin, after that? Like, what? <laughs> we must have been watching The Office. I think so, man. Timelines are fuzzy. <laughs> I, don't I honestly I don't, know. don't know. Because, I mean, watching it on Netflix all the time, watching it to fall asleep, that was a staple for me for years and years and years. And uh, I, you know what's hilarious? Is I was tempted to say, like, during the pandemic last year, because I had so much, we had so much alone time at home, quarantine time, that I made mm-hmm. a very concerted effort to, like, watch through other comedies, other shows that I've been kind of putting off and I would just kind of binge through different things. But mm-hmm. that's not even true because we were still doing this podcast. So I was obviously watching <laughs> at least like once a week, you know? Mm. Um, and then even now when I like, I'll uh, just watch something to put on, I definitely gravitate towards Netflix and Hulu first. Opening Peacock is a little bit more conscious than it is subconscious with that it is yeah. with Hulu. Yeah, right. that's true. Yeah, that's that's true. But uh, so to your point, it's it, I, it, I don't watch it as much as I used to, obviously we still watch it a ton to prep for the show. That's like a huge mm-hmm. piece of it. But, but yeah, I don't even know. I I would say two weeks, 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know. Tui. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, Honestly, it's true. you're probably right. It, I'm thinking, too, it might have even been when, like, seasons eight and nine were airing. Because I was, like... Well, that's not. I I, so, I didn't have a TV at that time, and I wasn't watching. I feel like I wasn't watching on Netflix. I don't know if I don't know if this is interesting for anyone, but the timeline in my mind is it. You know, Alex, we lived together in 2013, and I remember watching the finale with all y'all in the basement. So okay, you know, and I know that at that time Ryan and I were just uh, beginning to date. And one of the things that we bonded over was falling asleep to listening to The Office, which would have been on Netflix. So, God, you're right. A more you're totally mm-hmm. right. Another mm-hmm. realistic answer is uh, like you know we're, we're going back to when it was on the air, but like probably the summers between, um, you know, like let's let's just say hypothetical, like the end of season seven, the beginning of season eight, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was probably a time. When mm. I might not have been watching as much, or I guess I guess it was still on Netflix, huh? I don't even know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, hard uh, to say, but good question because that got yeah. us thinking, Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank and you. And it for also your question. got us just rambling about different times in our lives. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, which is so always that's what fun. you all want, you sickos. <laughs> this next message comes to us from Seth. Hey, what up, Tony? Finished the uh, most recent episode. So it was a mailbag, mm-hmm. and. Oh, sorry, my name is Seth from Las Vegas. <laughs> so, most recent episode, mailbag. Someone mailed in about car episodes and, oh, yeah. like, what's your favorite scene? And I yelled out loud at work, when do I cut his penis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's your fault that I yelled that out loud. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when you guys do the full episode, got to include that scene. Hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Keep it up, guys. Love y'all. <laughs> Thanks, I love it. Yeah, Big thank Seth. You, Seth. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that one's coming for sure. I love we our, do, our. We we will do that episode of like car yeah. car moments because there's so many when you really start to think about it. And I, uh, this is very stereotypical and basic of me, but the fact that you're calling from Vegas just is like, oh, maybe he's a like blackjack dealer. <laughs> picture <laughs> like one earbud in while you're dealing blackjack to like people, and then you just go like, when do I quit his penis? <laughs> also, I can uh, I can one million percent relate to being out in public, like going on a walk for something, and you're listening to a podcast and it makes you laugh, and you're trying not to. Oh make God! It, like, and you the look thing crazy. Do that at all? Yeah, yeah. He's listening Dude, that to music to and laughing. That happened to me yesterday, listening to an all fantasy everything. Yeah. Or sorry, sir, to to um, Conan O'Brien's episode with uh-huh. Bill Burr. Ah. Uh. And they did this riff about JFK, like talking <laughs> oh, yeah. about dog breeding. <laughs> and I was watering my plants out front, and I was laughing so hard to myself. Oh, like I, I look crazy, and people walk by. Yeah, uh, that happens all. The time. <laughs> oh, my God. that bit was <laughs> that bit. <killed> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. Uh, this uh, this next message comes to us from Chris. Wait. Oh. We should play that second message from Seth, please. Oh, Can second we? message. You want the second one from yeah, Seth? Yeah, we got to. Okay. okay. Sure. Yo, dude. Seth from Las Vegas. <laughs> got to apologize in advance for calling you from my car. Uh, probably sounds terrible. It's all but right. I just had to say, I love it. I love it so much when Sean imitates Stanley. <laughs> Literally every single time, I crack up. 
<laughs> and it's so perfect. And it always puts a smile on my face. Love you guys. Peace out. Oh, man. It puts a smile on my face, too. It does. It does. I didn't oh. think that I had a good Stanley impression. So that's. Uh, I don't think it's about the quality of the impression. I think it's just the energy you bring because <laughs> you had a great one in this one. Episode. Yeah, you, you, you hit it, man. When you, <laughs> that wasn't you even it. something Why he said. I want to watch it today. <laughs> but still, hey, it made me laugh. Man. It was great. Yeah. Still boring today. <laughs> I guess I could write for Stanley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> All right. I'll try to keep the Stanley impressions coming then. Yes. Uh, Please and all thank right. you. This yes. next message comes to us from Chris. Hey, guys. This is Chris from Northwest Arkansas, Fayetteville. Hmm. Call it about all right. What's up, Chris? Um, something that's been on my mind a lot about the show. Uh, by the way, love your show. Keep it up. Keeps me going on my commute. Um, Thanks, man. So on another podcast about The Office, there's a lot of talk about who would have played Michael Scott. Um Sounds like Bob Odenkirk was the guy until they settled on or got uh, Steve Carell to do it. But how do you think the show would have been overall if Steve Carell never would have uh, been cast and we would have had Bob Odenkirk knowing what we know about him now for all the years with him, with Mr. Snow and uh, Larry Sanderson and, um, geez, everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Breaking Bad. And uh, better called Soul. Uh, how do you think the overall tone of the show would have been? I mean, some parts of it's obvious, but kind of would, would love to get your take on how you think the show would have been and plot points that we know about now. How do you think that would have played out if he was inserted into all that? Or would they have gone a different direction? Anyway, hmm. uh, that's all I got. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, Chris. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how would the show have been different with Bob Odenkirk in? In the Michael Scott role, I would it have made it to season two? Yeah, would it would it have would season one have been all there was at the U.S. office? Because because everything that we learn from listening to Brian Baumgartner's podcast and all these things about the 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 birth of the of the American office is that everyone was betting against it. It was British comedy that they were going to do. They weren't going to do it as well because they're Americans. It's not going to be as cringy. It's not going to be true to the original. No one's going to get it, and no one's going to be interested in it. And the, the the thing that they always talk about is choosing Steve Carell for Michael Scott and making him kind of a hopeful character, a more sympathetic character, I think, is what kept the show alive. Steve Carell just kind of has this like youthful innocence that Bob Odenkirk does not have. Yes, Bob Odenkirk uh, plays a little more defeated, and Michael yeah. Scott plays a little more. You mean uh, Steve. invigorated? Sorry, Steve Carell plays a little more invigorated. And uh, there's another, and this is heavily influenced by Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, but and almost, I mean, other stuff I've seen Bob Odenkirk in. He's always he's a little. There's a there's a slight light sleazy element to him. Oh, I don't yeah. think Bob Odenkirk is actually sleazy at all. I just think he plays that really well, yeah. and I don't think it would have been hard to marry that with who they wanted Michael Scott to be. Um, yes. uh, he, yeah, that's that's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing too is is that one of the big things that happened in the early seasons of The Office was the forty year old virgin and how much mm-hmm. that 
helped prop up between season one and two with Steve Carell. I think that you make a great point that Steve Carell is is a little bit more, I think, inherently kind of endearing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, especially in season two, season one, not so much. Season one, uh, Michael is, is is quite different, but uh, in season two, it's a little more hopeful. I uh, it, with, and what's interesting is we get to see Bob Odenkirk as Michael in that season nine episode when Pam goes to uh, interview at that company. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it's really funny. I mean, I I I. I I'm thinking now, like, of what it would have been like to watch Jim and Dwight interact with this version mm. of a regional manager and how silly that would be. With all the guitar songs, I think that would be a oh, big yeah. difference. All the right. music and that kind of thing. I'm thinking Bob Odenkirk's version would probably have a lot more acoustic guitar, some maybe similar to David Brent, and yeah. a little bit less of the pre-made videos. So that was that's kind of where my head's at. <laughs> that's a good call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he could. I mean, Bob. I think Bob Odenkirk could hit the desperation. Like, there's a lot of similar things he could do, but at the end of the day, you're right, Sean. I don't think he brings the hopefulness uh, that that Steve Carell does. And honestly, I'm glad. Obviously, there's a lot of reasons I'm glad it was Steve Carell, but I I'm so glad that Bob Odenkirk had the freedom to go do Breaking Bad and then Better Call Saul, which to me is Better Call Saul is a is a masterpiece and arguably better than Breaking Bad, and it is Bob Odenkirk's oh. absolute achievement as a as an actor so i do wish i gotta watch his own space i wish bob odenkirk could have been one of the other branch managers at dunder mifflin yeah like one of the other guys that little he's he's michael's buddy and they can like go back and forth and joke that would have been amazing Mm -hmm. definitely i like that i like that yeah thank you chris thank you chris uh moving on to rachel hello michael scott podcast company this is Rachel calling from the North Shore of Lake Superior in Duluth, Minnesota. Hey, I have a would you rather for you. Would you rather babysit Angela's child, Philip, as a baby hmm. or Jan's child, Astrid, as a baby, assuming the same hourly pay rate? <laughs> I would choose Angela if I could take care of Philip in a household without cats because of my <laughs> cat allergy. I imagine things would be crazy and strange, but also maybe more organized and tidy. Whereas Jan is more of a loose cannon. And so it would be fill up without the cats, or I would be forced to choose after to Mm. avoid the cats. Mm. Curious what you guys think that experience might be like taking care of either of those children as babies. Thanks for all you do, guys. Take care. So uh, thank you so much, Rachel. I think for me, the most important question is, which one's going to let you watch TV? I feel like Angela, (laughs) I feel like Angela doesn't allow TV. Because if you're going to babysit kids, the, the, the best way to do it is to watch TV. (laughs) Is that so? Well, yeah, I think that I think that uh, that our parent listeners out there. I mean, I'm not a parent. I, this is what I know from our parent friends. But uh, I mean, they're just like it's. We just try not to let your you try not to let your kid watch too much TV. But like when you do, it's amazing because they'll just sit in front of it and you don't have to do anything. You could watch it too. <laughs> so. Like Michael in front of his flat screen, he could just stand there for hours hours just turn on youtube for days i i i did a little babysitting back in the day and usually you'd get like a you know you get a you get a you get a a sheet of paper a list that's Mm -hmm. like here's what 
you need to do. Here's your here's your to do list for the evening. Mm-hmm. And I think Angela's would be considerably long. Well, I think Angela they'd be about the same length, but all of Angela's stuff would be for the cats, not the kid. And all of Jan's would be for the kid. Mm-hmm. And I think the stakes. God, now I'm thinking, where are the stakes higher? The stakes are obviously higher taking care of the child, but the yeah. wrath of Angela if you fucked up the cats, I don't know. Yeah, no, the cats seems like a lot of work. Here's the thing. I think Angela's to-do list will be about what not to do, and I think Jan's to-do list will be about what you need to do. Oh, that's a good yeah. So, like, that's with Angela, it's really, like, no TV, yeah. no this, no that. And with Jan, it's like, you need to take out, you need to do this educational thing with Astrid. You need to make sure that she does this, like... Right. You need to sing to her for 35 minutes yeah, minimum. Exactly. What yeah. did you learn? Yeah, there'd be mm-hmm. a lot of that. So uh, I, I don't know why I, I gravitated toward Astrid. If it, She's like, if you're going to watch TV at home, it has to be documentaries about powerful female figures. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so good. Astrid might absorb it. Yeah, that's better watch, than all those cats. Uh... All those cats, I mean, yeah, I don't think Angela... I, that would, I think it would be way more stressful with Angela, even though... Uh, Jan, it's a little higher risk, but a little higher reward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just for the reason I said earlier, I'm going with Jan. I don't think that Angela has a television, and so uh, yeah, I think uh, like yeah, she reads a chapter of a book and it lights out by nine thirty. That's how she <laughs> sleeps at night. <laughs> Great question. All right, Angela let's go would on. be home on time though. I'll give her that. That's oh true. yeah, you yeah, Jan That's- might. Jan might come back in the morning in a crushed velvet onesie. Yeah. You never know. She's like, I had too much wine. (laughs) You drive. I didn't go. Yeah. Uh, All right. Chinese Uh, was my cheap suggestion. Last message of the show here uh, from an anonymous. We got no name. Whoa. I was was never never given given a name. name. (laughs) I just had some thoughts that I wanted to share with you people. I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget. Okay. Sean. Eeyore called. He wants his depressing takes back. Boom. Roasted. (laughs) Edwin, you are... (laughs) You're a nerd. Boom. Roasted. (laughs) Alex, I'd ask you to play a drop here, but you'd probably play the wrong one. (laughs) And you're nerdier than Edwin. (laughs) Boom. Roasted. All right, everybody. You know I kid. You guys are the reason that I went into the podcast business. So, uh... (laughs) Good night. God bless. God bless America, and get home safe. Well done, whoever you ben, are. Who are you? <laughs> that was choice. Well executed. Well done. Yes. Perfect way to wrap up a voicemail show. Uh, yeah, you guys. I, I, I we went a little long. I think. I think maybe this is all we have time for tonight. We'll save our. We'll save our conference room. We'll save our trivia. It'll be back next week. Um. Thank you all so Did much. Do you have a one question trivia? Yeah, first? one question. You, you yeah. want the one a, question? Let's do oh, a one question all right. trivia. All right. Okay, we'll, let's give the people what they want. Let's give the people what they want. And what they want is. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. This trivia question sent to us by Emily from Colorado. Emily. All right, here we go, guys. Can you name all 11? Alliteration episode titles. Oh, there are love this. eleven. Happy hour. Mm. Yes. Uh, pool party. Yup. Um. <sighs> uh, uh. Uh. Season one. 
Diversity Day. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, no, not the lotto. Um, oh, shoot. I, oh, uh, no. Nope. <laughs> After hours. No. <laughs> Doomsday. No. Um, how many do we have now? Jeez. We have three. This what is we we have three. We have three. You are uh, there's a an episode, a very important episode early in season two. Office Olympics. That's right. Oh, good. Of course. Of yep. course. Uh, Hang on. I don't think it, we need hints. Yet. Yeah. Okay. No, no, yeah, hints. no clues sorry, yet. Sorry, come sorry. on. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, come on. Oh man. Okay. There's a. Uh, oh. Um. Uh. Uh. Secret Santa. Yep. Nice. Nice. It's five. One of the one of those. Oh. Uh, Andy. Angry Andy. Andy. Oh, Angry Andy and yeah. uh, Andy's ancestry. Yep. Nice. Correct. Oh, fantastic. Whew. One more. You guys. There's there's four more, but the fourth one you never you'll never get. Uh. Okay. Really. Yes. Okay. Hmm. And you're not talking about AARM? No. Okay. Ah. Okay. That one's a little weird. There's a date one. Uh, um, mm-hmm. A date one? A, yes. What do you mean? It's not the date. Oh, d- double date. Double yes. date. Yes. Double date. Ah, yes, okay. double date. That's eight. Double date makes eight. We have three more. That's correct. Hmm. Why don't you give us seasons, but nothing else? Okay, let's see. You said Secret Santa. You said Secret Santa. Okay. Yeah. There are two in season seven. Okay. Whoa. Um, Andy's play. Andy. Yeah. Oh, shh. Is they there, are, I feel like there's another Christmas. They one. are in season seven, and they are holiday related. Oh, oh classy Christmas! Classy, classy, classy Christmas, Christmas. and yes. costume contest, costume and costume contest. contest. Yes, nice. and and I gotta tell you the eleventh one because I just don't think sure, you'll get sure. it. I don't Wait. even know if it counts as alliteration. I gotta say, I'm sorry. Give us the season first. Season nine. Oh, okay. Sorry, I I, I don't know what is it. Edwin, you you you're you're the English major among us. Are okay. you an English major? I was right. a while oh, yeah. ago. Uh, the target is that oh. alliteration? It's T and T. I'll get, but but okay. I don't T, but I they're different. Um, do you get T and T the channel? But, but uh, I want to do yeah. <laughs> but I want to say Emily, fabulous job. That's a great fabulous question. Yeah. question. Um, More like obliteration. Yeah, we've had I, you so know many what? types of the, trivia, and that even type of trivia, I feel like I we've never had. That's yeah. great. And you know what? I was I was gonna leave it at just that, but because that's such a fun question. Bonus: Can you name all four episodes title episode titles that rhyme? Oh, Booze Cruise. Yep. Um, season four, episode one. Fun, fun run. run. How, I don't know how we missed that. Yeah, yeah. Um. Michael Scott, uh, Paper Company, Arc. 
Dream Team? Dream Team. Dream yep. Team. And we got one left. No hints. Scott's Tots. Scott's Tots. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Um, thank you so much, Emily. Perfect trivia. Appreciate it. Uh, if you want to send us trivia, you can email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can call us and leave us a message, 503-694-9314, and we like to play them on the show. We like to do voicemail episodes, so call us and leave us a message. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com, and we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. You mm-hmm. can join us for five bucks a month. You can become a Scott's Hot. And uh, you'll get a bonus mailbag every episode. You'll get ad-free episodes of, of all coming. our episodes. Gonna, it'll take me a while to load those up there, okay, but they will, they will be ad-free episodes. It is coming. Uh, and, and lots of little extras. Uh, we also make a donation to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund uh, all together as a Patreon. So special thanks to our Patreon supporters. We love you guys so much. Uh, special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who helped, who uh, designs all of our artwork. And uh, this episode was recorded over video chat in Portland, Oregon. I uh, just wanted to give a quick random shout out to uh, my friends, friends of the show, Dustin and Erica. Uh, congratulations. Uh, Dustin was one of the very first people I ever uh, bonded over the office with. So nice. shout out to you guys. And, uh, Anyway, but more generally, thank you for listening. This voicemail episode just kind of hammers home how amazing it is to interact with everyone and to get people's thoughts, ideas, opinions. Um, like we said, even the ones we don't play on the show, we listen to. And it's, it's always amazing to hear. And they always make a smile. They make us laugh. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad that we can interact over this kind of format um, just because it means the world to us. And uh, it, it really, really infuses a lot of energy in our show. So we'll, we'll keep them coming. Amen. So please leave us more voicemails, more questions, uh, more ideas, hot takes, golden ticket ideas, whatever you got, uh, and we'll keep them coming. Thank you so much. As always, take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Bippity poppy, give me the solid. Yes, sir. Michael's gone. Threat level wise apartheid. Gotta fight it. Free Mandela. Peace, I'm out. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.